Hello everybody and welcome back to a <clears throat> another episode of You Have Failed With Me, Sam Vader. I apologise for the sore throat, um, I just just have one at the moment. So a few times during the episode you might hear me uh, taking some sips of water, that is because, well, I'm drinking, not alcohol, water, uh, to help with the uh, with the sore throat. Um, but yeah, sorry I didn't um, do the live reaction thing on Twitch uh, yesterday as recording this. Um, I just, there's a lot going on at the moment and I just didn't, wasn't in the mood and not the right mindset and just didn't have time either um but i did still obviously watch the episode in private because oh i need to keep up to date um i can't i can't not but i just watched it a lot later than i normally would have and uh just didn't feel like sharing at that point um but i'm here now um to discuss it and there's a lot to unpack on this week's episode and obviously um towards the end of my episode this what i'm recording right now you'll have another session of um say and defend erin because i mean someone on the internet has to at this point because oh erin you, you what are you doing man but as wrong as everything he's doing is i'm still seem to be the one i want to say voice of reason but considering i'm severely outnumbered i'm the lone voice um that can really sympathise with Erin and, and, and I use that hopefully to my advantage to uh, make the most of uh, of explaining his side of it and I'm hoping you're enjoying hearing uh, Erin's side of it pretty much from someone who, who does think very similarly similarly sim, sim, that word to Erin Yeager himself um, but before we get into the episode proper I will of course say that we at Sigil Arts do still of course stand with the Black Lives Matter campaign and if you want to find out ways to help with that you can go to places like www.blacklivesmatter.com to find places to donate monetarily or non-monetarily or use hashtags like Black Lives Matter or hashtag BLM to uh, keep the conversation going online now I'm going to take a quick swig of my drink so one sec Refreshing. Sorry, I just yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> oh dear, yeah. This episode was it's another one where there wasn't much action, but a lot went on. I th the action's obviously going to start next week, without a doubt. We're going to get what was that episode thirteen? So we've got fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, three episodes left, and I think these three are going to be high action. There's going to be a break, left on a cliffhanger, and then we're going to get um back into the story whenever part two of season four decides to decides to air now i will say as well as a pre-warning at the start of this episode uh, there's gonna be manga spoilers in this because as much as i haven't read all of the manga um i've seen some stuff um that is spoilers and then i did read uh, chapter 138 because i just i needed to know if erin survived um, and I'm not going to say what happens right here because this is a spoiler warning. It'd be awful to give spoilers now um, and, you know, what things I know. But I will be discussing spoilers, sorry, excuse me, as I go forward um, in this episode. I, so I don't know everything that happens. I know bits that happen here and there to, I would say to certain characters, to Erin and Levi. I know things that happen. Um, I couldn't really tell you the fate of the rest of the characters beyond what I saw in chapter 138, which is the second from last. And yes, I will read the last one as well, because I, I, I need to know, waiting for the anime. And it, since I realised that the 16 won't be the end of the show, I basically decided I'm going to read the last two chapters of the manga, because um, I don't care if they give away spoilers too much. I need to know what happens 
with Aaron and Levi. Aaron in particular, as you know, I'm a big advocate for him. So I know some things. I don't know everything uh, that happens. Um, you know, most of the characters, I don't know if they're alive or not, unless I saw them in the most recent chapter. <coughs> um, so, you know, I don't know too much. Anyway, without further ado, the most recent episode. Um, best part of it, yeah, <laughs> Gabby got a just dessert. That, yeah, maybe it shouldn't make me as happy as it does to, to basically have, know that a, a miner's had the shit kicked out of her. Um... And maybe that makes me sound like a real psychopath now I say that out loud, but I've made it very vocal over the last few weeks. Gabby is a character who, whilst I want to grow and I want her to have a good character arc where she changes and develops and hopefully becomes a better person, I will still never forgive her. And I've been very advocate of people just, you know, shooting her at this point because she shot Sasha and that is not okay. Um, and yeah, so seeing Niccolo go absolutely berserk was incredible um falco you're some you're, you're too pure for this why did you take that blow for a man that was falco's an absolute godsend and the way that um oh the, the girl that sasha saved i still can't think of her name the girl sasha saved um that is obviously there as well when she finds out that it was um mia or gabby that killed sasha she she nearly killed her as well and that is you know very that was very interesting i really enjoyed that <laughs> well, I did and I didn't. But it was very good character moments, especially Sasha's dad proves why Sasha was one of the purest people on the entire planet because her dad is one of the... He's just what a human should be. He's just so unbelievably kind in the fact that he sees someone who murdered his daughter and goes, no, let her go, she's fine. Like, you know, Sasha was a hunter. It was kill or be killed and, you know, her time came, you know. And he sort of just accepts it. Obviously, he's definitely upset, like you would be, like, if your daughter died. But the way he accepted that as such a kind person, I think that really started... That it was that moment that... Gabby's changing now. Her views, you could see from that moment. And then when the scouts came in and they defended her and they were actually looking after her and threatening the other people. By the way, Mikasa's reflex is on point. The way she caught that girl's hand with the knife, that was... wasn't even looking. Mikas is impressing me a lot this season. I don't dislike her as much as I used to. She's getting a personality, which is very nice. Um, and I'll get onto that uh, later on in the episode. Um, yeah, I just... And I, I think I started to notice that Gabby started to realise, shit, these people, they're not actually all that bad. You know, like, I killed this man's daughter and he's not even... He doesn't want to hurt me. He doesn't want, you know... And, and now the, the scouts, you know, I killed their comrade, their, one of their best friends, and this and that. It's like, uh-huh, they aren't the bad devils you think they are after all. Then a certain Jaeger shows up in the scene and kind of ruins that idea. But that is beyond the point. We'll get to that in a bit. Um, Levi and Zeke. Sorry, right. <laughs> There's a new funniest moment in the entire show. When, when Levi's basically trying to understand human emotions and basically calling Zeke a sociopath for not feeling remorse for any of the people that he's hurt over the years even though he was doing it in the name of the Eldian Empire <coughs> like it was clear that Zeke still didn't feel bad for any of it um <coughs> I really am sorry guys um yeah so and then Zeke's like oh don't pretend to understand people's emotions you really must have been a ladies man it's the funniest moment in all of Attack on Titan because as I'm sure everyone who's listening to this knows Captain Levi is like the fangirl's dream, especially Pharaoh's. I mean, literally her ideal man. 
So like the internet is is just Levi Fangirl Central and like yeah, no Zeke, he's not just popular with the ladies, he's the most popular with the ladies. This is Captain Levi. And even Levi has a little joke going, Oh, you'd be surprised or something along those lines. And I was like, Damn dog, what were you like in the underground before you became a scout? Like, were you a real player? Uh, to be fair, I can see that with Levi, you know, because I mean, he's what, he's 30, he's 38 now ish. So you got to imagine when he was like a young man in like 18, 19, 20, 21 in the underground. I'm sure he was, he was a ladies' man, like, you know, player, ladies' man, because it's Captain Levi. I mean, come on. And so that was funny. Zeke, um, Zeke's an arsehole. My, I was right. Oh, like, this is something I didn't know. I didn't know this spoiler. Um, but obviously now I, I know I'm right uh, about the wine. I was very sus of the wine. Um, and I thought Zeke's spinal fluid. And as soon as the episode started and they were explaining how it works in the gas, I was like... Oh, this is a bit... I was like, yeah, it's the spinal fluid. It's the spinal fluid. And then... And then, then it was confirmed. Well, not confirmed. Nicolo was like, I'm suspicious. And to be fair, I felt sorry for him because I'd really pegged him as a villain when, when he, you know, he was the one who made me suspicious of the wine in the first place when he was like, oh, I've been told to serve them this. And he seemed a bit sus. But it turns out, from what he said, he didn't know. He was just sus himself and sort of just did what he was told, probably under threat of his own life. Um, so I feel sorry. I, I apologise to him for, for hating him for it. He seems just as clueless and was sort of just doing what he was told. Um, yeah, so Zeke's going to use the Titan Spinal Fluid probably, one, to get away from Levi of all the scouts that he's with, and two, then to create a distraction in Paradis so he can meet up with Erin. It caused enough trouble that a scout to and the government are busy dealing with a bigger issue. Um, but obviously that's going to come to a head because Marley's definitely attacking. You know, we saw Peak at the end of last episode, uh, like last week's, is is on Paradis and the rest of Marley won't be far behind. So there's going to be a big mess on Paradis soon. Titans, Titan Shifters, Marley, the Scouts, the Garrison, the Military Police. This is going to be like ground central for just death and destruction and... Uh, it's going to be interesting to, to have to watch. Levi, um, once again proving that the seemingly most distant and closed off character on the show is probably one of the most emotionally scarred on the show. Um, the moment where he finds out what Erin has done, he the facade drops for a minute and you see all that is beautifully animated by the way the scene is fantastic you see flashbacks in the trees of all the sacrifices and all the fights they've been through just to protect Aaron and realizing that it was all for nothing and obviously the main impl implication of the scene is that it's like oh you know I've wasted all this time on Aaron what was the point he's just gone and done this to us but in a line he says before and I can't exactly remember it's very clear almost that he's lost faith in the government as well and I think this whole time as much as yeah he's he's prepared now to kill Eren if he has to he he doesn't entirely blame Eren you know he knows that the government sort of pushed him to extremes I think the comment was saying along the lines of you know we've done all this for Eren and you were just gonna have him be eaten by someone else anyway like so he knows the government has sort of pushed Eren to extremes I think he's of the opinion that the scouts probably should have acted um, but he's also, you know, understanding that Eren acted completely out of turn, so he's not in the right either. Um, and yeah, it's now the dynamic's very interesting now as as Levi and um, 
he blames the government and I think most of the scouts do because the scouts wanted to act but they were stuck between a rock and a hard place between wanting to do the right thing but also wanting to follow the rules um, and Levi's now at a crossroads so, you know time and time again he's him and his friends have given everything to save Eren and now Eren's gone rogue you know he's gonna have to kill the person that all these people have tried to save and you know his head starts to hurt and that's probably the Ackerman thing is Irvin's orders were to protect Eren at all costs and now you know he he might have to kill him and it's 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 unfortunate and it's times like this once again I think I stressed it last week if Irvin was alive things would be different because Irvin and Eren are scarily similar when you think about it both determined to achieve their goals both you know willing to become devils to do it and I'll get onto Eren's side of that in a bit um and both willing to go against the authorities if they think the authorities are wrong. The difference is, Irvin did it with enough class and dignity that he didn't get into too much trouble. You know, Erin, but both of them, have caused casualties from their own actions. You know, when Irvin's plan to catch the female Titan caused loads of casualties on Paradise, and he bloody got away with it in the end. And like, you know, and... I just, Irvin and Erin had an understanding, I think if they were together, it, this wouldn't be happening. Likewise, I think if Levi was allowed more time with Erin, um, since he's been back, he may have been able to get through to him because they have a bond as well. Very brotherly like bonds, to be fair, like older brother Levi and younger brother Erin. And yeah, it's, it's a right shit show and Zeke, kind of to blame but it's also the government he's also Aaron you know he's for the most part acting of I don't want to say his own free will because that's not true but he is but he isn't and that's where it gets complicated with him um god and didn't he look depressed at that end scene also Gabby another funny moment I, I loved this right so see she's normally very preachy like oh I hate the devils especially that she's going to kill Erin Jaeger that is a point she has made multiple multiple times right don't get me wrong she was more calm because she was coming to the understanding that these people aren't as bad as she thinks they are but you notice how she shut the fuck up the minute Erin walked into the room like she's not preaching about look he's right there go and say it to his face look him dead in his currently dead eyes and tell him you're gonna kill him see see what he does i mean don't get me wrong he's already clearly cut his hand so that is the most awesome thing in the world you know like he's essentially holding up a gunpoint but he doesn't even have a gun he's just got to hold up the fact that he's got a wound on his hand showing that you know if you do anything i'm transforming into a titan and you're all fucked because you don't have odm gear on you you know and not that the ODM gear fucking matters at the moment, she's also got the power of the Warhammer Titan, who is weaponry and armour and stuff. She's got the Founding Titan, which you can't really use at the moment, but he's got it. And the Attack Titan. So, I mean, Eren's pretty jacked in the Titan power thing at the moment, and it's a bit broken. Um, but yeah, he's, he's dead eyes, and what's really ironic is they looked more green than they have in more recent episodes. Maybe the lighting. Um, he had some more of his emerald green back in his eyes, but... They're so dead, he just looks so utterly depressed and defeated. And that's why I can't hate him. Don't worry around, Flock... I've got that right, yeah. I always get Falco and Flock mixed up, and I don't want to get that wrong in my head. Flock's an asshole, like, you know, he's he's a psychopath, and I, d I don't like him at all. Um, I like him because he supports my boy Erin, and he kind of speaks sense in the fact of, you know, believing that Erin is 
the only one capable, yada, yada, yada. I'm like, you know what? I agree. But you're also just a bit of a dickhead, mate. Like, like you don't need to go that hard, do you? Like, is there any need? Not, not really. I feel like you're being a bit unnecessary. Um, but you know, it is, is what it is. And then Erin, oh, Erin Jaeger. I don't, it's so hard to defend him these days. Not because I don't, I don't still understand him, but, but because it's getting harder and harder to explain how I understand him and explain my own thought process. Um, because I don't, you know, when you think so much like someone, it's like, it's scary. Me and Pharaoh were talking about it last night, and it's almost like Isayama just literally went and went, look, we're going to make a fictionalised version of this very particular human being. Because at points in my life, I'm like, that's how I was when I was that age. That's how, I, and you know, I'm not too dissimilar from Aaron's age now. And I'm like, I'd be reacting in exactly the same way if I was in his situation. Obviously, I'm... I'm better because I'm not in as awful a situation as he is, but I just, I really relate to him on that level, and that's why I feel like, I don't want to say I'm as qualified, because, you know, I don't know if that's the right word, but I, I feel like I relate to him better, and it makes it easier for me to sympathise with him than anyone else, uh, it would seem. Um, but it does get to a point where it's harder to explain uh, the thought process uh, behind it all, and behind him, so I will get onto that later, and I'd explain, oh, explain, I think, what Erin is doing at the moment. Um, well, I'll, I'll say what Erin th is definitely doing, one way or another, and then explain a theory for how I think that ties in with the end and what what the ending might necessarily be. Um, and it's not an ending I'm looking forward to, quite frankly, because I say, when you've got such a bond with a character, and that character is essentially an uh, anime reflection of yourself, Knowing you might have to watch them die is quite an unsettling fact. Um, even when there's just a character that you just blatantly like, it's not nice watching them die. So when when it's like watching yourself in a way, it's a terrifying fact um, to put yourself through. But I'm willing to do it because I love this show, and you know it's all so well written that his death will be done brilliantly, and I can't I can't miss that as much as I want to, which is awful. But you know it is what it is um but yeah this episode is very well done um gabby got her just desserts falco damn man you drunk the wine and uh, i've already said spoilers so we know that's how you end up becoming the dual titan you obviously become a pure titan because of zeke and then you must eat um porco at some point which is a shame Por i like porco he currently owns my favorite scene in the whole show which is his one where he shits himself at the scouts. So it'll be a shame to see him go, but watching Falco become the jaw Titan would be very cool. Uh, yep, Gabby, very happy with you. The scouts were brilliant. Niccolo, I'm sorry. Sasha's dad, best human being there is. Like, just Armin levels of good. Falco levels of good. Sasha levels of good. Um, and Levi, God, I feel sorry for the guy. You know, he's basically got to kill his little brother now. Um, you can tell he can't, really doesn't want to, but he is such a good soldier that he will do what he has to do. And Zeke, you're an arsehole. I can't wait. I cannot wait for your just desserts, my friend. Cannot wait. I'm not going to say any more than that. Um, but no, it's something I'm looking forward to seeing. I've heard that apparently 
you get sympathetic at some point and you learn about your backstory and you didn't actually betray your parents you did it to blah 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 no I don't I don't care I don't care it's like Gabby you know I don't I don't care if you redeem yourself it's not you're done Sasha killed no Gabby killed Sasha and um Zeke you killed my boy Irving yeah I don't and and you're you're turning Erin into a psychopath even though Aaron's kind of doing that to himself. So no, I don't, I, I don't forgive you. Fuck off. I can't wait to see, I just can't wait to see it animated. That's all, yeah. Moving on. Uh, and what I'm moving on to before I get on to uh, my Erin love session, as I'm now calling the second half of most of these episodes, um, is of course a sponsor, which as always, uh, and it has been for a while, is uh, Shmurp and the... Uh, graphic design section of uh in the commissions page that's his official name um section of king's eyes life uh, do go check it out if you need you know have any sort of graphic design or logo needs uh, you know he does great work honestly the rebranding uh, to say a lot he did for situations was absolutely fantastic and that was only in a shortish amount of time so honestly it's well worth going and checking him out and checking out his work um for uh yeah any of your computer design, graphic design, logos, whatever needs, um, it really is worth it. Um, now, moving on to, I suppose, some other plugs. You can follow the show at You Have Failed SV on Twitter. Uh, that's the best way to keep up to date with the show when an episode's going out. And if it's not, why it isn't, and just random other tweets that I'll put out normally related to episodes and what's going on. You can follow my personal page, uh, which is at Vader Saiyan. I post about a lot of different things, you know, everything in between. Um, recently, I've been tweeting, I've basically invented slash reinvented a card game, uh, sort of brought it back from the dead, but completely sort of, but sort of changed it up because originally it was an arcade game. Now I've sort of turned it into a tabletop version, um, adjusting the rules, adjusting damage sets, so it's all, you know, actually calculated and not just a computer and everything added RNG elements but in real life using dice and counters you know it's all hard to explain and I will be talking about that on Twitter and probably posting a YouTube video or maybe a podcast thing on it probably a YouTube video so I can physically show it with the cards and stuff um, but do follow me on there to keep up updated with that and also join the discord server which is the uh, pinned tweet on my Twitter page uh, to become a failure and discuss all of your favorite fandoms if you uh, are interested in the card game I'm talking about um, when it comes up a good place to discuss it would be in there I might add a server around that time when I'm trying to relaunch this game essentially um, and also there's an attack on titan uh, server so do come join that that's great fun talking about all our favorite characters and basically having therapy week after week as we come to terms with what is going on in this show um, and that is that, and uh, oh no, of course, yeah, Twitch, which is just saying Vader Live, uh, where I have been, other than last week, reacting weekly to the episodes of Attack on Titan, do go come check that out with me, and eventually I'll be streaming video games as well, probably Among Us, I've done that once, maybe some Apex Legends, and you know, some other things, and just streaming games and having fun on Twitch, and of course my YouTube, which is just saying Vader, um, I do lots of random stuff on there and that'll probably be where I do my video uh, explaining the card game at some point. Um, I think that's all the social media and admin bollocks out of the way. 
If it's not, and I've forgotten something, honestly, who cares? If I've forgotten it, it can't be that important. I say, and it'll just be something massively important that I was meant to say, but I don't remember. So moving on to the Eren Jaeger is an absolute godsend section. Please don't kill him. Please don't kill Eren. Um, yeah, so this week is obviously leading into the famous I hate you and I've always hated you moment. Um, and to anyone who thinks Eren genuinely means that as he says that to Armin, especially Mikasa, you just do not understand Eren Jaeger whatsoever. The two most important people on this entire planet to him are Armin and Mikasa. So much so that Eren Kruger, the attack titan holder before um, Eren's dad, as he was giving the attack titan to um, Grisha, uh, said, you know, you, you have to do this to protect Mikasa and Armin. And Grisha questions, who are they? And Kruger says, oh, I don't know. And it's clear that Eren was sending that message back all the way then. His mission has been to protect Mikasa and Armin. And we know the point when he sends all these messages back is at a future point from after this conversation. So clearly, after this conversation, he still cares about them. He doesn't really hate them. His whole mission is to save Mikasa and Armin, especially Mikasa. Because I'm not saying it's a love as in, you know, she definitely has a crush on him. That is very clear. And the most recent chapter, the final panel, very much clears that up. Um, whether he has the same romantic feelings towards her... Um, I can't really say, and maybe I just don't want to, um, but I can't really tell, but he definitely, you know, loves Mikasa, because, I mean, she's the last member of his family, essentially, one way or another, and Armin is, you know, his best friend in that regard, so, yes, of course, they're the most important people to him, so, when he says he hates them next week, if you believe him, you do not understand Eren Jaeger whatsoever, because there is no way on earth he hates them too, when they are the two people he loves most in this world, to the point that when he is sending messages back to the previous inheritors of the Attack Titan, what he is saying is, we need to do these events in this order to save Mikasa and Armin. You know, all of this has been about saving them, not saving himself. That is the key important thing here. Eren, and I hate to say it, isn't doing this to save himself. Um, I had one really, you know, quite poetic thing where you, the final line, I say this is very spoiler territory now, was uh, the most recent chapter was goodbye to the boy who wanted freedom. And I was like, I really just pray that they change that into and hello to the man who was free. You know, the boy who wanted freedom is gone, but the man who achieved freedom is here. And that is very poetic and very nice. And, you know, I should write shit, but this is Attack on Titan, I don't think it ever works out that poetically nice and with justice and all that crap because this show's too real for that but that's that's a hope but I genuinely think Eren does not intend on saving himself and he never did because he's seen the future you know he he knows what's gonna happen he he's seen it all happen so you know why why would he sort of go through with it if he knew he was going to lose but didn't want to i think it's underestimating erin to assume that he's so selfish that he's doing this solely for his own goal of freedom because honestly i think yes as much as freedom is a desire in his heart there is something for him that's more important i think like irvin you know he has his own personal dream and this is what I mean, the parallels between Eren and Irvin are quite similar. They both became necessary devils 
for the sake of humanity, you know, and they both gave up on their own dreams in the process. And I think that's why the scene where you see a child Aaron flying among the clouds as he's doing the, the rumbling saying, I'm free. I think that's Aaron enjoying the last delusion of bliss in his dream before he gives it all up for what he wants what he really wants and that is to save Mikasa and Armin that is to save his friends you know in the flashback he got a few episodes ago when they were talking about who will be the next inheritor of the attack titan he said well none of them he doesn't want any of them to have it because he wants them to live long lives and you cannot convince me that that person has changed. Erin Yeager will always love his friends, whether that's Mikasa, Armin, Jean, Connie, Sasha, Levi, you know, all of them will still mean the world to him and he's doing this for them. I think part of the reasons he's so depressed is because he knows he's going into this and he's going to lose. So what? So what's he doing then? Why, why is he sacrificing his last time on earth that he could be spending with his friends and making them hate him. There's one thing I can think of and that's that he knows they have to be the ones to kill him. So Armin has to be the one to initially explode and destroy his founding titan and then fight sort of the revived Eren and Mikasa has to be the one to deal the final blow and he knows if especially Mikasa at this point if she still thinks there is Eren in there she will not kill him she wouldn't do it Eren knows that she needs to hate him or feel like he hates her enough that she is willing to take his life and I think that's further shown in that most recent chapter because she says how she can't do it because she can't have the last thing Erin said to her be that he hates her. That For her, that it can't be true. That can't be the last thing he said. So he sends her one last memory, one last image. And it's, it's the dream that Erin has in the first episode where he's talking to Mikasa. And in that dream, he basically, you know, confesses that he doesn't hate her, that he means she means the world to him and you know and that she's got to let him go and that she's got to say goodbye to him and see it breaks my heart because i don't want to say goodbye to him um but he sort of lets her know that he doesn't hate her but it's okay to let him go that it's okay to let him to kill him and and end this all and i say it's, it's the dream that the dream that he had in that first episode is what he sends her to reassure her that he didn't mean that but she's come so far now and she has to commit and she has to she has to say goodbye to to the boy who wanted freedom and she has to she has to kill him for the sake of humanity because originally levi was gonna do it and mika sort of said no i'll do it you know to arm in surprise as well and to be fair, I think that was a massive relief for Levi. I think he really didn't want to do it either. He didn't want to kill Eren. None of them do. And I think that's why Eren chose Mikasa, because in a way, she's the only one that could. She was the only one that loved him enough to kill him. The others loved him so much that they couldn't. But she was the only one that loved him enough 
to actually kill him. And if you need more proof that he would do anything to protect her, right, regardless of whether it's romantic love or just platonic sibling love, you know, I'm not getting into that debate, I don't really. I'm not about ships, that's that's Pharaoh's subject. If you want to talk about ships with her and relationships, hit her up at, you know, at Opera Pharaoh on Twitter or on the Discord server and speak to her about Attack on Titan ships. She's the best person for that. I don't subscribe to all their lovey-dovey stuff. That, that stuff doesn't appeal to me. I, I care about the character depth and love is love regardless of what type of love it is. He loves her, she loves him. She loves him romantically, it's clear. He loves her. I'm not sure in what way. I just, it doesn't bother me. But if it's not clear how much he cares about her and how much he will do to protect her, go back to season two. Hannes has just been eaten by uh, the Smiling Titan and she's sort of resigned, she's given up, she's accepted that they're going to die and she tells him the story about how he once wrapped that scarf around her neck and that made her feel safe, made her feel strong, you know, that made her feel, feel good and it's at that moment that Eren stands up and clenches his fist and reassures her that you know, he will wrap that scarf around her neck as many times as she needs to. That is him saying, I will always be your rock. I will always be there for you and I will always save you no matter what it takes. You know, he's literally, a titan is coming at him and he is standing up, clenching his fist, ready to fight. No ODM gear. Can't transform for some reason. Well, we know the reason, but that's not the point. Can't transform. <clears throat> and he doesn't know he has the founding titan or the coordinate yet. But he's ready to fight, and he punches the Titan, as I say, not knowing what's going to happen. For all he knows, it, it could have gone wrong, and he could have died and got eaten there and then by the Smiling Titan. But he was so set on reassuring her that he will protect her, that he stood up ready to fight. And I think that doesn't just show that he's willing to protect Mikasa. In a way, Mikasa is almost a, a source of, as much as he's strength for her... She's strength for him, you know, his desire to protect her will push him to fight no matter what. And obviously, you know, he punches the uh, Smiling Titan, he activates the coordinate and, you know, that he, he, he does it, he saves the day. Um, but I think that scene just really shows how far and how much he's willing to do to protect this person who he clearly cares about a lot in one way or another. And... Yeah, so the thought that he tells him he hates it, it's not true. He doesn't. He doesn't hate any of them. And what he does hate is what he's doing. Look at the man's face, right? You look at, you cannot look at Eren in season four and tell me that is not the look of a man who is depressed, who is literally so torn up by what he's about to do and what he is doing. He doesn't enjoy this. Flock is a psychopath and is enjoying this. He deserves to die quite frankly, because <laughs> there's something wrong with him. But Eren isn't enjoying this. Eren isn't enjoying this one bit. The other Jaegerists might be having their fun and their jollies and thinking they're in power. Eren isn't enjoying this power. Eren isn't enjoying the burden. And that's why he's not sharing it with his friends. He's looking at what he's doing to his own life. He's, you know, he knows what he has to do. So why would he put that on Mikasa, Armin, Levi's shoulders? Why would he do that to any of them? When they've already got enough going on, why would he sh share this pain with them when he can shoulder it all himself and keep them safe? You know, if if he didn't want to be stopped, he could have taken away the shifter's powers, 
you know, the only ones who could have resisted his founding Titan powers in that respect are Mikasa and Levi. They're the only ones that could have still fought against him. But he didn't. He let them all still retain their free will so they could fight him. I think Eren wanted to be stopped. Not because he didn't believe in what he was doing, but because he believed in something more. He believed if he became the villain and then the Eldians from Marley and Paradis joined together to stop him, the rest of the world would see the Eldians as the heroes. You know, Eren in that respect becomes a martyr who makes a sacrifice so that the rest of his people can finally be free and finally be safe. I don't think Eren's goal with the rumbling was ever to commit mass genocide. I think it was to become the villain that got defeated so that everyone else looked like the hero. Eren is making a sacrifice and he can't tell the others that. If he tells them that's what he's doing, they won't let him do it. They'd be like, no, there's another way. We don't want to let you kill him. So he pushes them away. He pushes them to extremes. He makes them hate him so that they are willing to kill him when the time comes. So they are willing to let him make that sacrifice to free them all once and for all. And I really do believe that's that's Arian's plan at the moment. It is freedom, just not for himself, but for everyone else. You know, and at the cost of one person's life, his own. And is he happy about it? No, you know, I don't think he wants to die. I don't think he wants his friends to hate him. He'd rather spend his last days with them enjoying life. But the only way to save them is to do this awful, awful thing. You know, he he's a good person. And, you know, that boy we'd see in early episodes, he, okay, he wasn't completely innocent back then but he was pure and he was good and he still is but he's turned himself into this villain this villain that he hates himself he doesn't like himself he doesn't like what he's doing he hates himself more than anything but he's made himself the villain so that the rest can be the heroes and Eldians can be free and, and seen not as devils but as the people who saved the world from this villain and it's only in thinking about this that there was always one line in the season 4 opening that I never quite got who or what it was referring to. And it was Angel playing disguise with Devil's face or something along those lines. That's Eren. He's the good guy who's pretending to be the villain so that everyone else can be the heroes who achieve their freedom. <laughs> I could be wrong, you know, he could have just been trying to commit a genocide and either way, I'll defend it and I think I've made points that either way, he's doing it to protect his friends, you know, wipe out everyone else and protect people on Paradis or make himself the villain, the Eldians are free, you know. One way or another, he's doing this for them and he's pushing them away so that they don't get caught up in it and they are willing to kill him if they have to. And so they don't have to shoulder the pain with him. I, I'm, I'm set on that. But I'm convinced that Eren Jaeger is becoming a martyr. He's, he's turned himself into the villain so no one else has to. And everyone else can be the heroes. You know, whether it's Reiner Peak from Mali. Or, you know, Armin, Mikasa and Levi from, from Paradis. And that's sort of my thoughts at the moment. The fact that he's not 
the villain, but he's turned himself into one for the sake of everyone else. And uh, I, I believe that. And, you know, this Amir was at the end of that chapter. She was there. She she was there as Mikasa was sort of holding Eren's dead, decapitated head. Which makes me think there's one, there's one big thing left to happen in this final chapter. Amir's going to reverse at least some of the stuff. Um, probably the stuff that turned, you know, all the people in the area into pure titans, probably like bring Connie and Jean and all that back. Um, that's that's one of my thoughts. Um, but, you know, I could I could be wrong. Um, but Amir's going to do something. Hopefully, oh, I pray to God, she brings Erin back to life and, you know, goes, you've earned this. You, you've made all these sacrifices, you know, have, have your life. Um, but I don't know and I can't be sure. But... There's still one big twist left to happen, that much I can be sure of, and Attack on Titan is going to end in the most, I was going to say colossal way possible, but I'm not sure if that pun's awful or not. Um, but thank you so much for listening. This has been another Aaron Ted talk, and I will defend him until the day I die. I would say until the day he dies, but that might be sooner than we think. Um, but thank you so much for listening, guys. I really do appreciate you uh, taking the time to always be here and listen. So, um, yeah. Uh, hopefully I'll be back streaming on Sunday and I will speak to you next week guys Attack on Titan you haven't failed Erin I love you bye